Do you struggle with self-control when it comes to your online behavior? If so, Plucky might be the filter you need. With Plucky, you decide ahead of time which sites are safe for you, and then Plucky locks in your settings to keep you from self-sabotaging in a moment of temptation. It's a self-control filter that helps your long-term intentions win out over your short-term compulsions. Take courage, take control, get Plucky. To learn more, visit PluckyFilter.com. That's Plucky, P-L-U-C-K-Y, Filter.com. Good day, listeners. Jonathan Darty here with another edition of the Pure Sex Radio program. There's an old saying used in Alcoholics Anonymous, if nothing changes, nothing changes. Also, you may have heard of a simple statement to describe insanity. It's doing the same thing over and over, but expecting a different outcome. If you want to be free from destructive and unhealthy patterns in your life, change must happen. But how can you know if change is actually occurring? In today's episode, Stephen and I will unpack some core principles and practices that will indicate if true change is happening. For more resources to help you pursue positive change, visit BeBroken.org or check out links in today's show notes. And please rate and review the podcast after listening because this really does help others to find it. Pure Sex Radio is produced by Be Broken and we exist to help men, women, and families move from sexual brokenness to wholeness in Christ and equip others to do the same. Now let's tackle what it takes to change. All right, Mr. Steven Cervantes, Here, how are you doing? Present, yes. Or should I say, Doctor Marriage? Doctor Marriage is present in the room, and Doctor Cervantes is also present in the room. Awesome, glad you are here, and yes. uh, I'm looking forward to this topic because this is one that I've over the years I've had not only men who are looking mm-hmm. to you know be transformed from a life of selfishness and sexual addiction and all that, but also wives and uh, sometimes even mothers. And fathers that are asking, how do I know if change is really happening in this man? Like, how, how do I know? Right. And so that's what we're going to talk about today, right? Mm-hmm. Is, is how do I know that if change is happening? Uh, and I think it's probably important to say uh, at the front here that these are, uh, these are general markers. We can't, I can't ever actually say with, a hundred percent accuracy and certainty that I know that you are changing, right? But I think there are evidences that could be seen in your life, right? right that start to right. indicate something's different. No, that's right. You, I can be inside you, right? But I can hear your language, watch your behaviors, see whether you tighten up, whether you go to anger fast. Yeah, I can. So see. we're just going to try to talk about some of these markers, right? Mm-hmm. Of, of how can somebody know if they're changing? Right. So let me just give the wives the answer that they want to this question. How do I know if my husband's changing? So you're about to get some free therapeutic advice. You didn't have to go (laughs) in the office. You didn't have to write me a check. I'm about to tell you the same thing that if you were sitting in my office with me, what I'd say to you. Okay, here's two things that you watch for if you're a wife. You look for new behaviors and you listen for new language. Mm. So if he starts meeting with men, if he goes to breakfast with another guy, if he joins a group, if he buys a book and he starts reading his book or he's doing biblical devotionals, is he doing anything different or is he just saying he's different? Mm. Then the language goes like this. If a man reads a book, he should have a new thought and he should tell you, guess what I just read? Guess what? I heard on a podcast, 
new language, right? New language. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm working on this issue of shame. I'm learning about guilt. I'm, I'm identifying my fears. I'm, I'm, I'm understanding why I'm so angry. I'm, new language. Then you live with him. You watch him. Is he doing anything different? How, is he using his time? Watching TV, lost in Netflix, zoning out and saying, oh, I'm changing. No, no. Right. You got to quiet yourself a little more, right? You got to read new material. You got to meet with men. You got to be an accountability person. Gets in your face and say, well, I love men. men hey, shut up. Don't be stupid. Why are you saying that? Did you hear yourself? Don't tell me that crap. Yeah. You know, that's how guys will talk to women. Won't, you know, because men and women, their relationship is different than man to man. Yeah. And so, so that's why a man needs to get with another man and get in his face. And so a guy will say, who do you think you're talking to? I know what you're talking. That's a bunch of con, you know? Well, and, and as you're saying that about different language, you know, one of the things that comes up to me is it, it, it is attached to something else that might be going on in their life. Meaning, cause I, I've, I've known a lot of guys over the years that they, they might talk differently but the the language doesn't change, if that makes sense, because they're not going to group. They're not seeing a counselor. They're not listening to the podcast, but they can change their talk just enough to where it's like, hey, but I'm a different guy. Yeah, you know? but it gets stale real fast. It does. Because it, they go, it, okay, yeah, I'm changing. But they never say how they're changing mm-hmm. or what new idea they had, right? Because they can go to a book. They can go to a podcast. They can go to YouTube. They can you know, meet with men, right? Yeah, But the point is, growth occurs in the language, too. We talk about things we never talked about. Mm-hmm. Why? Because growth is occurring. Well, and it's funny because even before we uh, hopped onto this particular podcast, you know, we're looking through all these notes, and, and you said to me, you're like, yeah, haven't we talked about all this stuff before? So, and yet, <laughs> and yet, guess what? One of the things that we both realize is, yes, we may be talking about the same subjects, but aren't we bringing new language sometimes to That's those true. subjects? And because we're still trying to learn. We're still That's trying to right. grow. So even if we're talking about change, we've been talking about change for 20 <laughs> years, you know, and yet are there, are there not new ways to learn about change you know what's interesting is you can read a lot of books on how to be a better salesman or improve your business and uh, be a better leader but tell me where do you go to work on emotional growth Mm -hmm. how many programs are out there and pieces people will take a piece of it and they'll package a lot of the stuff around it but where do you really go to hear emotional growth, emotional growth, mission, stunted men, time to learn yourself? Where do you think that's spoken? Yeah, well, the hope is that it, you can find some of that at your church, but that all depends on <laughs> your your pastor in terms of how emotionally healthy and that's in, a in good is, answer. You know? That's right. But I mean, but it always happens. When when this team gets together, yeah, well, that's what we've been about for from the very beginning. So absolutely, so so we are tooting our own horn. Well, okay, <laughs> you can't toot your own. We just did. Sorry. This is this is where you need to ask them to go rate and review the podcast. <laughs> would you please? <laughs> hey, rate and review our podcast. Yes. Okay. Oh, so, okay. So language. Let's talk a little bit more about that. What is so important? Why does language tend to indicate that change is happening? Well, if we don't have new language, we cannot uh, have a dialogue about new ideas, Mm -hmm. right? Ideas need words. 
So we're looking not just for new words, we're looking for a new concept. Maybe I've been detached. Maybe I'm private. I'm learning I stay inside myself too much. You know, I, I don't like people to see me. You know, one of the comments in the 40 Day of Oneness workbook is, if I don't tell people what I'm thinking, then they can't hurt me. Mm. They can't criticize anything about me because I didn't tell them anything. Yeah. Well, that's a survival, but that's not growth. Mm -hmm. And everything done in your head, why? For protection. Why? Because you got hurt in the past and somebody might hurt you now. So I'll do it all in my head so it's real clean. Come on, you got to crack that open and start being vulnerable using some language. And at first, we're not good with language. But but guess what? You don't talk like you did when you were a baby. Gaga, goo, goo, ba, ba. No, you're talking like a grown man. Why? Because you practice language. And I think another thing about this that's really important is to recognize that you've taught you've taught me this over the years that you know it it's important to say that we are using words. And the reason I say that is because a lot of guys will fool themselves into saying, you know, I communicate through my actions. <laughs> it's like there's a little bit of truth to that, yeah, right? Like yeah, hey, absolutely. he's going to a group, right? Or yeah. maybe he is listening to a podcast or whatever. But there's a sense in which words are absolutely necessary for dialogue, for exploration of those ideas like you're talking yeah. about. So I think it's important that we we hone in on like this isn't just about quote unquote communication. No. This is about using your words in a new way. And guys will say, I went to groups, so I can't tell you everything. It's all confidential. Mm. Or I went to a gateway weekend, can't tell you. I said, no. You don't say a guy's name and then say what he said. You say, I got this idea. I heard a guy say. Mm -hmm. you, can, you can share all the ideas. We do that all the time. Right. I read a book. I had a thought. I heard a podcast. So you can share ideas and insight and, and scripture and vulnerability. You just don't tell somebody else's story. Right. You know, that's right. all the rule is. So How important, one other thing about language uh, change, uh, how important is it? for a person to start becoming inquisitive as part of a indicator of change? Like they start asking questions mm. because is that a good sign of change happening that they're starting to ask more questions than just make statements? Well, think about this. We started as curious boys, right? We didn't understand the world and we went out into it and we explored it and we learned things and we were curious. And I really think a function of health is curiosity, and you always accuse me. Why are you looking for something else? Why are you digging into something else? Like, I'm curious. I want to know something I didn't know. I want to learn something new. Most of us start as very curious children, mm -hmm. right? We'll, we'll do things. We'll stand by. These kids were jumping on this tree in the branch. They were trying to break the tree branch. Can we break the? All three kids are on this tree branch, and the dad's going, you're going to fall and hurt when that branch breaks. Well, they don't know. They're trying to answer a question. Can we break this branch? <laughs> so, I mean, they're just curious. We're naturally mm -hmm. curious. I mean, God put that in us to discover this beautiful creation. And so being curious is a core value of your emotional health. Are you curious? Did you get up today to see the wonder of God and life and to bless someone and lift someone, encourage someone and smile at someone? You know, it's a mystery. Today is a mystery. You didn't know how this podcast was going to go. 
right? right. You didn't know how your day was going to go, but you said, let's do this thing and mm-hmm. see where God takes us. Well, and it seems to me like for maybe the the wives out there that are wanting to see, is there change happening in my husband? You know, is it would be to ask, to ask yourself is is he is he actually ask, asking more questions? Is he seeking to find it's new true. information? Is he asking more questions of me? Like, is he exploring me more? And that's a huge because I I just feel like so much of what has gotten uh, the men that we deal with in in deep trouble is they've grown a system of uh, unbelievable self centeredness. And if you think about it, there's a pride there, right? And mm. one of the things I like to say is the proud can't be taught because guess what? The proud aren't curious. Oh, because yeah. if I got all the answers, if I know everything, right? Well, I'm not asking any questions. I've just got right. all the answers. Yeah. And so that's a stuck person. Yes. Whereas if you can see a person that starts to say, "I used to only have answers. Now I'm realizing I don't even know the questions, but I want to. <laughs> I'm, I'm asking more <laughs> that's questions." Good. Did you say we were going to do the Learn Me, Learn You podcast? Eventually, yeah. yeah. Because, okay, listen, yeah, we'll, Learn we'll, Me, Learn You. That's coming. <laughs> because I want to answer that question in that phase. Okay, yeah. Because I think it's perfect. But I don't want to blow that podcast in the middle of this one. Well, that'll so. just be a teaser for when we do that. There one, you yeah. go. So one of the things I teach guys to say is old me or old program versus new me and new program. Mm-hmm. Right? Because the old me got stuck. I wasn't satisfied. So when life is hard, I run away to my addiction to get comfort. But all the old things that don't work that cause you to break down, get overwhelmed, be dissatisfied, hide, be secret, and need a fantasy escape, that's old program. Mm -hmm. What's new program? Curiosity, growth, awareness, new language, new behaviors, venturing out, being hungry to go to a new place. Mm -hmm. So... Does that make sense? Old me versus new me or old program versus new program. What do you Mm -hmm. think about that? Well, one of the things that stuck out to me there when you talk about going out and trying new things was just the idea that there is a the new me, the new program is going to require taking some risks. Yes. Doing some unfamiliar things, doing things that at first are going to feel uncomfortable because I'm unfamiliar with them. Right. And so that's really important for a person who's seeking to change is break away that false notion that change is going to be without discomfort mm-hmm. or without a little bit of pain, mm-hmm. without some fear, because it's like I'm trying something new that I've never done. I've never stepped into a group before. I've never told my full story before. No. I've never been to a counselor before. You know, there's all these kinds of things. Or I never journaled. And yet that's, right? but I like that you framed it. You said, but that's what the new me is going to do. That's what the new program is, right. is to go into these unfamiliar territories because I don't want to remain in the old program and old me. That's right. So I start working on myself. And I might say that I am working on myself. This is my issue. I need to work in this area. That's the new language, right? I work on me. I look at me. I ask better questions about me because in addiction, addiction, you present well and then you hide. Mm-hmm. But you're not asking a very good question about yourself. I wonder how come um, I always run late? How come I always have to control? How come I never talk when I'm in a crowd? How come I always talk when I'm in a crowd? Mm. How come I, I smile and, and make sure everybody's happy and make sure everybody's taken care of, but don't believe anybody's going to take care of me. But man, I'll work so hard 
and then I'll go use my little fantasy to take care of me. I mean, am I working on myself? Mm-hmm. And then the other is, am I using deeper language about me and my fears and worries and stress and tension and you know, to me, everything comes back to a back comes down to a fear, but there's a lot of awareness before we get to that. Yeah, understanding. And one of the things too that that just triggered a thought in my mind was um, the deeper language is often going to be deeper language that's that's emotional language. Yes. And so one of the things, one of the little tools, guys, I'm not joking when I say this. Google the term emotion wheel, or or emotion chart, or emotion yes. words. And pull these things up because if you have like zero language uh, around emotion other than like happy, mad, sad, mm-hmm. you've got to deepen that language in, in order to go on this journey of saying, I'm working on myself. Well, okay, can I better understand the feelings I'm having and be able to communicate that in a way? Well, that's part of the learning. Can you go, can you realize that what initially might feel like I'm mad is actually I'm disappointed? You know, because I was hoping this particular thing would happen and it didn't. And maybe all I've ever known how to express is anger. Right. But really, I'm feeling I'm feeling disappointed. Yes. And, and so it's like, can I recognize that and communicate it? And that's a huge emotional shift from being hurt, disappointed, let down, and then use my mad tool and tell everybody how disappointed. It might be a shift to go inside and say, wait a minute, before I open my mouth, I'm really sad. Mm-hmm. And if I blow it out as mad, I just repeat the old pattern. But if I say, you know, I'm sad, I think I'll be sad for a moment. I really wanted that and I didn't get it. Now, how do I want to act? That's an emotional shift right there. Mm-hmm. What else can we look to to know if we're changing? So this whole idea that I'm not knowable, right, or a mystery um, the truth is all the parts of your story fit together. If you look back, everything you did made sense at the time. Mm-hmm. And it's just one story. And if you start to tell your story, you're going deeper, right? Because um, the other option is just to keep telling yourself the same lies. Uh, you can't understand emotions. Mm-hmm. Uh, emotions are a problem. Uh, nobody understands emotions. Don't do emotion. It's like, what? What? Of course you're going to stay stuck and die there. Mm-hmm. Because we're not talking about all the emotions of the world. We're just talking about your emotions. We're talking about one story, your emotions. What, what goes on with you? Learn you, right? Yeah. I think one of the other things that I, I see when I recognize a person is changing is there is a there's a shift in like the perspective. The, the viewpoint on things start to change. And I think a lot mm-hmm. of that is, is born out of hope. Like maybe a guy steps into a group and the first couple times he's there, he realizes I'm actually around men who are succeeding on this journey of mm. managing their sexuality in ways that are full of integrity and hope and joy and peace and all that. And so there's a sense in which this hope is birthed. And so now he's maybe shifted perspective, whereas possibly before That's his true. only perspective was this is who I am. Yeah, There's no possibility of change. And now he gets into an environment where he goes, well, maybe. And you start realizing I might be able to see my life from a different vantage point that things could change. And I think that's a huge indicator of a person starting to change. They gain a new hope and a new, yes. and a new vision for their and life. And that's fabulous. Your example is fabulous because you see both guys in group, guys that 
They did all the behavioral stuff, set your boundaries, make your calls, do your check-ins, go to your group. They did all the behavioral stuff. Um, and, and they sort of shift in that and they make a relationship connection and they're more present and mm-hmm. they start getting this victory you're talking about. Then you, there's other group of people that repeat the same thing over and over again. You know, just trust God, Jesus, um, we're forgiven, you know. But they just say good things, but they say them in a can sort of way. And mm-hmm. they don't really go deep in the soul. And the person comes back, yeah, I messed up again. Yeah, I messed up again. And you see the guy that's not changing mm-hmm. versus the guy. And in group, you can see that, right? And after a while, a guy that's not changing, he might start falling out of group and drift off. Yeah. And I always think, okay, it didn't go deep enough into the program. He's still holding the old program because the whole program will keep you in the same place. A new mm-hmm. program might take you somewhere else. And that's what you're saying. That shift of hope, of new insight. I see victory. He changed. He was a mess six months ago. And I right, that shift can shift me. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So then the only thing I would add also... Uh, to the last stuff we were talking about is you're just one story from beginning to end, mm-hmm. right? You're just one story. That's it. You don't have to learn 10 stories, 100 stories, everybody. You have to learn your story first. When you learn your story first, it's the beginning. So this idea that if you pay attention to your emotions, they, they'll start to make sense. Mm-hmm. Because with your example, angry guy comes home. He wants the house cleaned, right? That, and the, there's toys everywhere, and there's noise, and he wanted a quiet and clean house. Now he walks in the door, and he's disappointed. And so he starts screaming, what'd you do all day? What's the matter? Why can't you clean this house? I worked hard. You understand? That's one mindset. But if he walked in the door and said, man, this floor is a mess. I like peace. I either got to get stressed and angry, or I got to just soothe myself, start picking up some toys. She must have had a bad day come alongside her and say, what do you need? I'm home. Because I always think husbands have two jobs. You have a day job, you have a night job. Mm -hmm. Go home and help the family, help your wife, do whatever works at home to make home better. (laughs) I talked to this guy once. He said, my wife is great at laundry. (laughs) She's terrible at putting the clothes away. (laughs) She will do all the laundry and all the couches and chairs will be full of clothes and they'll stay that way for a week. Hey, I told you that in confidence, Steve. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is too funny. It's taking me back. But so what he said is I can come in, I can start screaming. Mm. Or he says, I can get the couch. How much couch do I need? I can fold the clothes on that part of the couch (laughs) and then get my newspaper and sit down and read and go, I don't care about the rest of this stuff. I came to read the paper. I need enough couch. And and that's that's actually a technique that people do. Draw a circle around yourself mm-hmm. and try to carry as much in that circle as you can that'll help you be restful. Mm-hmm. Because if you're looking for other people to be restful, they may be messes. So anyway, yeah. that was, uh, I got off there. Okay, so we're on emotions. will start to make sense if you pay attention. And you start asking yourself, why do I act this way? Right, That's yeah. the story of the guy. He could... He, he's been pounding on his wife for 20 years to fold the clothes. Look, I don't know if you get this. Some people don't change. Right. Okay? Oh, if you yeah. haven't figured it out by now, some people don't change. You can bang on a man. You can, and I don't mean physically. I mean verbally. You can complain and whine and be moody and irritated and, and you know, do whatever you want. They don't change. Right? Yeah. 
but you can say, why am I acting the way I'm acting? And, and is my anger working? Cause it upsets me. Then I have a bad evening and she has a bad evening. And then we ruin the evening. It's like, okay, what can I do different? Mm-hmm. So I don't have to act angry and out of control. And that's where I think, um, uh, one of the other things too, I don't know if you wanted to get to this, but one thing I wanted to highlight here to be yeah. able to also recognize that people are changing is you recognize that not only what are they doing in their own lives and their self perspective is changing, yes, but even how they are viewing other people Starts is starting to change. To change. Yeah. Like, uh, this going. is, this is a beautiful thing that we get to witness so many times in a marriage mm. is a man who had been completely self-absorbed before and is starting to recognize in a new way um, how valuable and beautiful and lovely and uh, you know good his wife is. Like mm. there's a sense in which he starts to recognize those characteristics before he just dismissed or ignored. Yes. And now there's an awareness that's coming in him that's saying, I, I, I never realized how uh, kind you are. I never, mm. I never, I never realized how you know faithful you have been. You know, there's all yes. these things that start to come out, and, and the perspective yes. changes on others. But and what do you say? He sees it, he says it, and that's the shift. That's a change. Of, yeah, that's that's a that's an indicator that something is changing in him because yeah. before he just ignore it or or you know belittle it or whatever, and and now he's recognizing I, I'm not totally self absorbed, and so I'm able to now see. Yes. What is good and, and beautiful in, in other people. And so um, that's an indicator of change. Um, let's, let's talk a minute or two about a change maybe that you've made or that I've made. And um, I, I, I guess I want to introduce the idea that I always knew there was Holy Spirit. But I'm coming to this place where I realize the Holy Spirit lives in me. And the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit wants the Holy Spirit and my spirit to work together. Mm. And sometimes my spirit throws a fit, doesn't want to cooperate, wants to be defiant, and it wants rest and peace. And, you know, how do I realize that the Holy Spirit and my spirit need to link up and be a team, even to the point of quieting my soul? Mm-hmm. Well, what do you think is happening to you in terms of all this work and any change? What would you say? Well, you know, uh, I would say that even being called into this ministry was a huge change for me because I really initially thought um, this is about me personally changing, me having a personal change in my family, you know, my marriage and my family, and then just kind of being able to how, how shall I put it? Just enjoy the blessings of all that goodness. Mm. And I guess what I've learned over these years is is a change that's happened in me is like actually all of those blessings of God, you know, breaking the chains and freeing me from addiction and all of those things was meant for a purpose that is beyond myself. And so just learning how to like... Be, so, mm. so for instance, each day that I come into the office or each day that I'm doing my, my work, I try to remind myself, this is what it was all for. Like, this is what the change was for. This is what the, the reason that God did those things. And in- say it again, the change is for. 
for serving other people, for helping others to find freedom in Christ and yeah. to be able to be to be set free. To, to move into service. So just to realize that the change that I've been able to experience was a change that says my vocation now uh, is for the purpose that goes beyond my own like blessing, if I could put it that way. But I'm also thinking you're shifting from serve self Absolutely, yeah. Right, and survive and cope and hide and sneak and lie and serve self to serve others from a heart that's peaceful and restful and joyful. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, absolutely. And and the shift in me is that I see everybody as broken and mm-hmm. everybody in pain and struggling. And I, everybody's a little too much, but pretty close to when somebody's acting weird it's just your pain. Right. Right? It's like, why are you acting so weird? Why are you being loud or commanding or demanding? Why are you out of control? Oh, your pain is coming up. Mm-hmm. Some broken part of you is showing up. I can remember the day. I used to be a planner, a city planner in Alaska. And we were. Uh, I was working the counter and they asked for a plat, which is a subdivision map. He said, I need a plat. You're supposed to send me my plat. I don't have it. What kind of government is it? And he starts to escalate. He starts yelling. I'm behind a, 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 a counter. And I start asking myself, man, you are out of control. You must be in a lot of pain because I'm having a pretty good day. I'm not going to lose it because you're losing it. Mm-hmm. And I just watched him escalate up. And what kind of government is this? And we pay you public servants and you don't do your work. And on and on he rant. I let him go, go for a while. And I said, sir, what do you need? I need my plat. I said, okay, I'll get you one. Well, no, we got the plat. But that day God showed me that man was in such pain and discomfort. And I had an option. Would I get angry back at him and defend myself? Or I'd let the guy blow and go and, and, and send him down the road. And, and, it, and that's an example of how we see broken people all the time. But mm-hmm. we don't think, oh, man, you're in pain. So I want people to start to make this shift. When someone is trying to be controlling or anger, perfectionist or, or anxious or, or whatever they're throwing at you or even to please you so much, it's because the pain in their soul is, mm-hmm. is driving them to this behavior. Yeah, and, so, and that's one way that you can know someone is changing when you recognize, you know what, I can maintain my peace yes. even while this other person is in pain. Because I recognize that this moment is not actually about me. Yeah. It's about them. And, and then can how can you bring rest. your peace to yes. serve that person, to love that person, to, yes. give, to give them the plat that they need, right? Yeah, so. absolutely. That's, and then he went on a happy life, and I went on a happy day. But, but the, the point is to see people. Because we, it's easy to get mad at people. Mm-hmm. But when you realize that everybody's running an emotional program, and some of them are really painful programs, yeah. why do you think somebody needs an addiction to escape the pain in their soul? Mm-hmm. Think about that. People act goofy in a way that makes sense to them, but they're showing you who they are. Mm-hmm. Well, we hope this has been helpful. And just giving you a few uh, pointers or a few uh, markers maybe for how you can determine if change is happening. Obviously, this is not exhaustive. We're not able to cover everything, but we hope it at least gives you an idea of like, how does what does change look like? And recognize that we're all on a continuing growth mission. We're, we're all in process and seeking to change and become more and more 
like our Savior Jesus. Amen. So if you'd like more help on your growth journey, please reach out to us. And we look forward to seeing you back here again next time on the Pure Sex Radio program. Thank you and God bless. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.